Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. start with don't worry. I was in bed. It was late at night. Everyone was asleep. Everyone was abed. <laughs> there was this just this like snippet of a song going through my head. And I've now been working with this gift, this calling, this whatever you, you know, this this songwriting thing long enough to know that the lie that you're going to remember it in the morning is just that. It is a lie. You will not remember it in the morning. If you have it in your head, you go to your instrument and you freaking flesh it out in like right then and there because, and I always take my phone and I do a voice memo. So I practiced that discipline. I got myself out of bed and I went downstairs and it was dark. And I had the, in the middle of the night, in the middle of a dream, you came to me. I had that right there all in one chunk. It just was like right there. And then as I kept singing it, it was 
it was interesting. I was channeling something. I, I was channeling someone else's or also my own like deep desire to have this person that almost like a parent or like, like a parent with no issues, <laughs> you know, like, like someone to come and just tell me that I'm doing okay, that like, things are going to be okay. Or, you know, like, I, I don't know, I, I kind of just was channeling that need and that desire. And I kept singing that. And I was kind of having a moment with myself emotionally, I, you know, it was really, really hard for me to like, get through that whole concept, which it was kind of, it was new, it was different. I'd, I'd never had an experience quite like that, writing a song. But I didn't have any of the verses yet. And it was very different. It had much more of like a pop, like a snappy kind of vibe to it, rather than the melancholy thing that we've come up with now. So I got the chorus out, went to bed, came back to it. I remember when, like a week, a day, you know, later, Originally, it was like the snappy, like, Monday, woke up late again. And it was going to be like this more of like a beat pop song kind of thing. And when we took it into the studio with Ben, our producer, Ben Wysocki, who is just amazing, we tried that version of it and it just never felt right. It just never took. Like, you're trying to make something stick and it just would never stick, you know? So we like kind of left it on the shelf for a while. We did all these other songs and finally we came back to Don't Worry. And he's like, okay, why don't you just sit at the piano? I really think we need to put this in a whole different setting. I'm not quite sure what it is. Let's just play around. Let's just like really rethink this whole thing. Well, I really love coming up with a pretty piano part. You know, I'm a big time Corey Amos fan. I love Sufjan's piano stuff. So I just kind of like, dorked around on the piano, you know, kind of just, you know, and I landed on that. It's not an Alberti bass. It's more, uh, it's, it's a, well, my left hand is rotating in a fifth and, you know, I'm playing a G minor chord spread between two hands, you know, and Ben was like that, what's that? And I just kind of applied that background, that accompaniment to like the whole song. And then what do we do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we we basically were like, okay, this this song doesn't need to be traditional. Let's just. Yeah, we cut like a verse and a half out of it. Yep. And, and we, we, we like decided to not do the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, like traditional way that you do a song. And we kind of decided to make it a bit more of a, I mean, it's not really an art piece, but it is a bit of a an anomaly, you know, a little bit of an artistic, like. We, short song to use the crucible analogy we refined it down to yeah. its absolute core of the song rather yeah. than all the fluff around it yeah that's interesting there's a lot of space in the song which i love i really like this sort of chunky sounds like a deck of cards being shuffled that comes in in the first verse what what is that that is actually something we came up with Really early, even in the pre-pro section, I think, and then we ended up keeping it around. We were messing around with snare sounds and we started getting a chain and dropping the chain onto the snare. Wait, we did that? Don't worry. Yeah. We did? Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. Um, 
Go listen to it again. I know, it's really Lord. cool. <laughs> I mean, we spent like a year working on this thing. So a lot of that stuff, you're like, wait, what sound was that in? You're like, well, we also uh, sent, so we have a really great friend that we've been working with for years and years, our British friend, Chris Mears, and he's now in Lexington, Kentucky. And we were like, you know, I feel like we need just a little bit of like Mears like shimmer and shine. So he took this song and he did, remember he had like an auto harp thing that he did with this song. He like, yeah. he did a weird percussive He had like this thing. broken auto harp that he was doing some percussive stuff yeah. on it too. Yeah. So there's like weird broken auto harp sound on there. And then Ben did this um, thumping, like bump, bump, bump. He did a thumping. Was that on the, um? was it on a guitar or was it on a I actually don't remember. Drum. He was anyway, he like thumping on something. Yeah. I really like this line, dust in the light like a whispered prayer. Arms fell on laundry on the second floor, crying in the bathroom with a locked door. Dust in the light like a whispered prayer. Someone bust the windows I need somewhere. You know, this whole song about existential fear, which has always been around, but in this COVID era seems heightened. Yeah, yeah, totally. When China wrote it and when we started working on it, it meant something to us for sure. Even after finishing recording it and through this whole release process, a lot of things have happened that have made that song mean a lot more to us personally, much less otherwise. Yeah, it's so weird how we wrote this. We, we like made this album and we literally finished it on March 13th, maybe. Like literally right before the world shut down, we turned it into our mixing engineer, which was just so weird. And then so much of it is zeitgeist, like super current, you know? And, you know, we had our own sort of falling off the cliff existential crisis about 10 years ago when Seth had been working for a big, huge, big label band and got fired. And like, it felt like the end of the world to us. And, you know, I think that this, that's what's so interesting. It's like, the pandemic is the end of all of our world as we know it or knew it, you know, and, and like different people are experiencing that in all sorts of different ways. And we're all navigating that. But like the end of the world is a very personal thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's a universal thing. And individually, it's a personal thing for everyone. Like so much in life, you know, songs are, are universal. And yet everybody has their personal relationship with a song. I always ask my interviewees, you know, how do you know when a song is finished? And clearly on this song, it started off in one place and ended up in another. And I guess every song has its own pathway towards getting to that moment where you as a songwriter say, okay, this is finished. In fact, you know, once you start performing them, they can evolve even from there. But at some point you say it's finished and we're recording it this way. And so how did you decide this was finished? <laughs> You know, I think a deadline. Yeah, right. Hey, a deadline. <laughs> That's always a really good uh, way to have to finish something. I think the addition of Ben, like the three of us together was such a good working situation. Ben is the drummer for the Fray. You know, the Fray have done, you know, obviously, you know, they've been in lots of really fancy studios and worked with really fancy producers and stuff. And so, and Ben really you know, like paid attention. I mean, he he spent his whole, like the, the end of his teens and all of his twenties, you know, like in that world. And I think Ben's like intuition and 
his kind of magic music smarts are what have helped us know when things are right, wrong, and finished. I don't think that Seth and I in our own, just us together in a studio would have been able to, and that's really hard to cut off when it's your song. Yeah, it is hard. I also think like just the way that we were recording this, we were sitting down with sort of a body of work at the start and trying to make a cohesive, almost a narrative. Part of helping you know when the song's ready is when it fits in that narrative. I don't think that was a conscious decision with most of the songs. It was with a few, but there was sort of this like acknowledgement that we were going for an arc when the song sat in that arc. We knew we were at least close. Hmm. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.